<laughs> that's your intro i'm not creative today uh just a basic hello it's sunday it's, at 9 a.m yeah the brain is still loading it's loading it's after it's processing an, and and we had an extra week in our quarter this year so it felt extra long you know what though okay so backing up we're on fall break super great but i think this is the first year where i'm like i could have gone another week like i wasn't super uber drained Mm. were you i was ready were you feeling it i think it's also because my students were so ready yeah no mine were definitely ready too so it made me more ready yeah it's time (laughs) but next quarter is nine weeks so yeah that's great it'll be good flies by oh yeah i feel like second I don't know. I it feel does. Like all the quarters. They do. Like when you look at it, they fly by. But I yeah. was telling the kiddos, I think it was Thursday or Friday. I was like, you know what? Starting quarter two, we're going to study Greek myths mm-hmm. and ancient Greece and measurement and all these fun things. And yeah. they were just amped. Good. Like the fact that you guys are amped about all of this <laughs> makes me amped. Yeah, so. I, had a, I had a lot of students asking about field trips. I was like, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> like, we just don't know where to go yet. Yeah. We had to cancel our field trip, so yeah, we are ready to start new. Fresh. <laughs> if you're in Arizona and, like, the Phoenix area, please don't make us drive to Tucson or Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. And you know of a good field trip, I would say revolving around, like, insects or life cycles, right? Yeah, I mean, but we also are considering going to the MIM, which yeah, that's would true. be revolved around history ancient, and yeah, ancient, ancient civilizations. civilizations. So, yeah, we'll see. Let us know. Any suggestions <laughs> would be great. We're working on it. So they're excited. Yeah. They're yeah. like, are we going to go? I'm like, eventually. We will, I promise. When I know, you'll know. <laughs> but speaking of kids and all things. Oh, Look at that segue. Speaking of kids. Like, hi, Key. <laughs> this is teacher talk. Teachers <laughs> talk. <laughs> Told you. We're still loading. It's fine. Yeah. It's great because, like, the dogs are relaxed now. Here we go. I'm pretty. We had a candle on. It's a crisp 80, maybe 70 some degrees. Hey, it was 62 when I was on my way over here. It's beautiful. It is. Oh, man. The high is 66 on Tuesday, Mm, mm, and mm. I couldn't be more excited. Finally, fall is here. It's here. It's arrived. So happy. (laughs) Then back up to the 80s the next day, but it's fine. But, like, at least it's not 100 or 90. Yeah. I remember one Halloween, it was, like, uber hot. 90s, yeah. Yeah, It was so sad. Anywho. (laughs) Hey, Taylor, what are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) Loading, loading. Today, we're going to finally do our love and logic part Do Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so excited. And we thought it would be nice to kind of update you now that we're 10 weeks into a school year. Yeah, because we did the first episode over the summer. So mm-hmm. now that we've practiced our um, craft. Love and logic <laughs> skills. We wanted to share some. Yeah, because this is the first year where I and you have both started the year without a ladder. Yes. We both finished the year without a ladder. So backing up again. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> Those of you that don't know what a ladder is, it's like probably the most detrimental <laughs> we talked about use it. of behaviors yeah. like system. Yeah, it's where they clip up, clip down those charts. And we took them away at the end of the year last year to start implementing new practices and using more intrinsic motivation, things like that. 
And this is the first year where we both started without any, any. extrinsic behavior system. So no ladder, no marble jar, no desk pet things, which like are super cute. But again, listen to our intrinsic, extrinsic <laughs> it's episode. It's funny because I think you say that exact phrase. You say what? desk pets. But desk pets are so cute, but I know. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. They're yeah. cute. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. I've yet <sighs> to see a desk pet. Get so. on the teacher talk, man. I can't. It's there's this one girl. She's so stinking cute. Oh, I think it's like sassy in second or something, but she's so funny. But she does um, desk pets where, like, Basically, they have to work their way up to earning desk pets as a class, mm. like by showing they can, I don't know, do whatever they're doing right behaviorally. Is it literally like a little stuffed animal? No, it's like this mini, oh gosh, you know those little pigs they sold last year that are like itty bitty for desk Kiss the Pig event? Pets. They're just like these baby kind of rubber pet, pet looking things. And she has a ton of different types. I see them. Yeah. If I you go on Amazon, right? I'm just looking at Google. Yeah. So they're all over and oh she gives them like little homes, like just of like a plastic Tupperware. That's distracting. No, super. Well, okay. she Velcros them into the corner of their desk and then they can buy like food and furniture and all these oh, things. Oh God. No, that's way too much work. It's a lot of work. Oh, and it's a lot no. of money that I mean, you know, footworks are her great, but like that's a lot of her own money going into that. So if anybody uses those, please tell me what, I don't know, what good does that do? I think it's when you're not using love and logic, it's just another hey behavior system. <laughs> <laughs> love and logic. But it's so nice. Like we want to give you the rundown of what's going on yeah. this year in our world because this is the first year where we're really focused on love and logic practices yeah. and teaching from a place of intrinsic motivation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how's it going for you expectation wise? Like, because you and I, mm -hmm. sorry to keep rambling, but we both have on our expectation board now, you can, the quote, you can do anything you want so long as it doesn't cause a problem for anyone else. Mm -hmm. That's our one classroom rule. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I, A, I, I like it. I've only had one student try to argue it. <laughs> oh really yeah i've only had one student um argue it, it in what way uh like question it my student and he was doing something and i was like he, i i think he wasn't doing his rocket math or he wasn't he wasn't doing something he was supposed to be doing mm -hmm. and he was like well it's not causing a problem for anyone so he's so smart and i was That's like so but funny. it is causing a problem for me if you don't do your work because then how do i have any like i don't evidence, have any evidence yeah. of what you can do like whatever it was and then he got all pouty about it the this is also the student that i but did not have a relationship with before so and that'll be something we talk about but mm -hmm. um i i did not have a very good relationship with this student and he just didn't care to do work for me and but then you developed that relationship. Oh, yeah, I did. That's my probably my highlight of my first quarter mm -hmm. is really building that relationship with that student. And now he does work 
like I willingly yeah willingly I don't even have to ask him to do work as Mm -hmm. much I still have to like walk by his desk and be like hey bud solve this problem for me but then he'll do it without me having to ask twice whereas before he would he wouldn't do it like it was me asking several times and he just wouldn't do it well and we said it in our episode the first part to love and logic like students will do work for people that they love yeah and so and clearly you've established a great relationship with him mm-hmm. and yeah. you're working to continue that relationship yeah. which is important yes and th- like now that I've built that relationship with him I have my eye set on a couple other students that I really mm-hmm. need to build my relationship with <laughs> I do too as well and it's been nice so this year I've actually said it a few times like I feel really refreshed mm-hmm. um I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me. I don't carry these burdens of, oh, a kid is on warning today or yeah, what have you. They're solving their own problems. Mm-hmm. They're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Given I do have to remind them to solve their own problems, but a like <laughs> they're doing it. I'm not solving it for them. I'd say like 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like there's an overall demeanor shift. Mm. Uh, what I've noticed this year is that they're excited when they come in. Mm-hmm. They're willing to participate. They're yeah. engaged. They're active. They're curious, which has always been a theme in the past. But mm-hmm. I would say this year even more so mm-hmm. because there's no fear of co- negative consequence yeah. constantly looming. So, And I would have to say I've always strive to create strong relationships Mm -hmm. but I think this is the year where I've really solidified relationships early on Mm -hmm. like I feel like I know my students well same I know what they're capable of I know what they're not capable of I know what gets them going what brings them back stuff like that you know why that is why because we go out to recess yeah and (laughs) I'm convinced because I did not go out nearly as much last year and I had really good relationships with most of my students I feel like um but I go out pretty I think I go out every single day you do you're really good about it I think we both last week well we both go out every single day but um it's also nice to get outside (laughs) it is nice especially now that the weather is getting better but it's just that extra step of I'll take my 15 minute like prep period Mm -hmm. and make sure I prep before that and then take that time to go out and just be with them yeah and you learn so much about them Mm -hmm. stuff that you don't see inside the classroom yeah which is awesome yeah that's also We'll, we're going to do a whole a whole episode about mm-hmm. building relationships. But it's so important. I'll save my story for that episode. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for the way that it's going currently and mm-hmm. as we enter quarter two, that one expectation of you can do anything you want so long as it doesn't cause a problem for anyone else mm-hmm. has been game changing for my yeah. classroom. And I think we know... Um, Carter, who's been on the pod, we talk about her every time, but mm. she's also using it and forming amazing relationships. And yeah. Can I ask when you, do you like for like little things, mm-hmm. what do you say to students with that expectation? Like, do they try and argue it or is it like if somebody's not doing, I don't know, 
someone's leaning back in their chair is it like is that causing a problem for, like d- how do you honest use it? to goodness like if it's a chair and they're leaning back uh-huh. i let them do it until they fall and then they learn yeah. <laughs> not to do it that's again. where i i have a student, <laughs> natural consequence no i have a student that fell back yeah hard like oh, got stuck be- between the desk and the chair and like was wedged oh, stuck no. and yet he still leans back in his chair really? yep I mean, as long as it's not causing a problem for you. Yeah, but it's hard because it's like... Or anyone else. If I have, back to talk, I have about problem. three students that are constantly leaning in their chairs. Mm. And it's like, I'm fine with it. But I know it's like that thing of like, I know when our headmaster yeah. walks in that that is an expectation that they should not be leaning back in their chairs. So I don't like I'm trying to get them out of the habit of it, but yeah. I can't. I, can't I usually do just... It honestly like when i'm teaching i walk and i just go and tap their chair yeah, and they put it down do. it's like no yeah it's just proximity which <laughs> yeah, segue leads me into things that are going well yeah. and i would say in both of our classrooms at least for me like eye contact's been going well mm-hmm. and moving in on the students so your proximity to them oh yeah that's a big thing that i've used the past couple weeks is um when a student is doing something they shouldn't be doing while i'm teaching just going and standing next Mm -hmm. to them i don't say anything i just keep teaching right and i'm just standing right next to them and which i think other students notice it oh for sure (laughs) they're like oh man but if you don't know what i'm referring to i kind of forgot to mention that these are different steps that you can take in the love and logic, like, how would you say? I don't know, like, book. But they're different levels of intervention. Mm-hmm. And I posted it on the Instagram, all the interventions, one through seven, 18, 19, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on the Instagram. And I'm going to find a way to get it on a website. I think we have a website, but I got to find it. We but yeah, so... <laughs> We're doing great on the evil eye. We're moving in on students. And I, <laughs> I have to say, like, not to toot your own horn. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I've used a ton of I notice statements mm-hmm. with no attachment to feeling. Yeah. So it's not like I love or I notice that you're doing this. I love whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I've just been saying, oh, I noticed Jane is unpacking quietly. Oh, I noticed that Sarah turned in her homework. Oh, I noticed that Johnny put his binder away. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's been awesome. Yeah. Like, it's worked really well. And my students have picked up the language. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Like, they started using I noticed statements. Like, oh, Miss Brown, I noticed that you didn't underline whatever That's on the funny. spelling word i'm like yeah. what i want to kind of transition to i notice instead of i say thank you a lot i do too <laughs> i'm like thank you to this student for doing this mm-hmm. thank you to them. i'm like i gotta stop saying thank you yeah I and mean, it's so easy just yeah or oh, i, I love how yeah that was my thing last year i used to say oh i love how so-and-so has their pencil in the groove Mm -hmm. whereas like now I've disassociated it with my own feelings yeah that's what I'm need to do it's hard though it is like because I do do love love it it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. but yeah um other things that we're doing tons of enforceable statements choices all of that good stuff Mm -hmm. building relationships but I know that I need to improve with a couple of our 
one-liners which is why we're gonna go over them today yeah i had to more detail i had listened to our first episode and i realized that we talked about one-liners but we didn't give like explicit examples Mm -hmm. i think we gave like one or two but they i mean love and logic provides a lot of um one-liners yeah just things you can say yeah we could dive deep into the one-liners and then also like we also briefly mentioned a savings account and i would love to talk about that as well so yeah so if you haven't listened to that first episode and get a broad overview of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and today we're just really gonna narrow in on what you can say within the classroom Oh, and I left my book in the other room. I need to go grab it. <laughs> <laughs> you you talk, I grab. Oh, okay, cool. So <laughs> do you know where it's at? It's yeah. on the table. Thank you. But yeah, we're just going to talk more about these statements that we can use within the classroom, not only with behaviors, but also just generally, because a lot of the time when we use these one-liners, we're giving choice, we're giving autonomy, which human beings really strive for. Even as adults, we want autonomy. So one of the things before we jump into specifics is that when we're using enforceable statements, we need to put students into the realm of thinking and out of reaction mode. So when we're using one-liners, we're shifting them from, I'm so angry to oh I get to make a choice Mm -hmm. and I love this line that love and logic uses it's stop telling students how to run their lives and tell them how you're going to run your life because I told my students the other day I'm not in control of you I can't make choices for you Mm -hmm. you have to make them for yourself and I think they enjoy it or they're appreciative of that yeah we've had a conversation of like you can't you cannot um control what others say you can only control or you can't control what others um do or say but you can control how you react to things we've had that conversation Mm -hmm. um I kind of need to have it again but um yeah I, I just you cannot just keep saying we're not doing this like, this is not what we're like, you know what I mean? Right. Not doing this, not doing this, not doing this. You need to tell them what we are doing or what should they look like in their seats. Like, I that's my biggest thing is I and I do it a little bit, but I want to try and work on focusing on the positive rather than like you shouldn't be doing this right now. So that's kind of um, what we wanted to talk about was the like enforceable versus unenforceable statements. Mm-hmm. So I have... Do you mind if I read it? No, and I was just going to say, so again, we're using the Love and Logic book minus the 1995 version by Jim Fay and David Funk. Mm-hmm. There are multiple versions, but yeah, I what have we're using, yeah, yours is like David Di- Funk and someone else. No, it's Jim Fay and Charles Fay. Charles Fay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, this is on page 29 of the 1995 version, if you want to follow along. And they also, I mean, they have different, we have like a little workbook at our work and that thing is amazing. But um, it's just basically taking the unenforceable statements and turning them into enforceable. So an unenforceable statement would be open your books to page 54. Which seems normal, right? Open your books. Something as simple as you're just telling them to open their books rather than... An enforceable statement would be, I'll be working from page 54. Mm-hmm. Just that simple little change. Or um, I'm not going to line you up until everyone is quiet. Um, that's 
again, you're saying I'm not, we're not doing that, whatever it might be. Um, the enforceable statement would be, I'll be lining people up as soon as we are quiet and like what you are going to do. And I'm going to pause you there because Mm -hmm. that one's huge. I was actually talking to our music teacher on Friday because this is one I use constantly, but I use the, I'm happy to take a quiet class to wherever we're going. Wait, you need to actually wait Mm -hmm. until your classroom is quiet otherwise you are telling your students that you're not being serious yeah you're not enforcing it yeah yeah and the music teacher was telling the PE teacher that not many teachers they say that line but then they don't actually wait Mm -hmm. which is telling their students keep talking it's fine we're gonna go anyway yeah whereas like my class knows that those bottoms don't leave the chairs until I can hear the actual physical lights humming like buzzing <laughs> in my classroom. Yeah. And then it creates these beautiful lines going down the hall, mm-hmm. which is they know respectful to all the other classrooms. Yeah. They pass. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Sorry. No, that's true. And I say the same thing. I, I will take a quiet class to recess. Mm-hmm. I will take, I know you're ready when you're sitting like a scholar and your voice is off. Like that's how I know you're ready. Right. It's not, you need to be quiet. Yeah, I'm not telling you to be quiet. We are not talking. Mm-hmm. We are not talking. Things like we that. We are. <laughs> we are turned around looking at your teacher, though. Yeah. <laughs> I like to do, and this is completely random, and it's so funny. If you all of a sudden, and I don't know if this is in love and logic, I want to say it is. If you all of a sudden just have like sudden like. Uh, Ra- not raised voice but like a sudden change of voice so let me let me back. what <laughs> so I'm saying like so let's say like you're talking to the students and you're trying to get them like ready for lunch okay you're like okay like books away whatever and you're like and then if you just like pause for a second and then you get really like excited and you're like I'll take a quiet class in three two one and they all just like go crazy and they like sit scholarly oh really oh yeah <laughs> I like all of us if you just kind of like change your voice and get really like yeah. amped for a second they're like oh god okay and then That's they so do exactly funny. what you want them to do <laughs> See, I do the polar opposite yeah. I get really quiet yeah and to the point where I'm whispering oh I do that too and it's like yeah yeah no which is i do that for key when they line up for lunch i'll be like "Um." (laughs) i can't even do it it's so awkward to do it i know you're like trying but i just like will get very very low and i'm like i will take a quiet class if they look like that student or if they look like that student so (laughs) they just and they and they're like wait i can't hear what she's saying and they want to they want to yeah they really want to um okay moving on uh, <laughs> unenforceable statement you can't or sorry don't sharpen your pencil while I'm talking um which you know you can kind of enforce that rule at the beginning of the or expectation yeah. um but in order to enforce that expectation um you can say instead of don't do that you say I allow people to sharpen pencils when I'm not giving directions but also like and that goes back to the expectation board. Like, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's a problem for other people. I just like to say, like, and given, yes, that's a great enforceable statement. Mm-hmm. But I personally would just be like, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> I can't. Can you speak. handle it? Yeah. And then they walk away from the pencil sharpener. Yeah. Like, great. Good solution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's see. Another unenforceable statement. You can't go to the restroom until I finish the directions. Enforceable would be feel free to go to the restroom when I'm not giving directions. Mm-hmm. That that statement of feel free to like that's not instead of saying you can't like right. that's just such a change. But also what adult wants to be told that they can't do something? Exactly. Not me. Not I uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and as a 26 year old adult tell Skylar all the time about how important autonomy is mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. And how you have to have choice and freedom and the ability to like be a human. Yeah. And why would we expect anything less of children? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, let's see. Don't bother your neighbors. Um, instead, you should say you're welcome to stay with us as long as you and others are not or yeah, you and others are not bothered. Okay, um, I'm gonna keep. I I love interrupting you. I'm sorry. Yeah. These are awesome. Yeah, but also, wait. Can you read read the enforceable statement again? You're welcome to stay with us as long as you and others are not bothered. Yeah, I mean, I again, I go back to I go up to the student one on one, or if it's a group, I go to the group and I just say, "Hey, this is a problem." can you handle it or do you want me to get involved mm-hmm. and that's one that I want to I know Carter uses that one a lot and uh-huh. I have yet to use that one and it's I need amazing to. yeah and I have had students say yeah it is a problem I think I need to move my seat mm. and I say that's great and in years past I would have picked a new seat for them this year I say I want you to go to the front of the classroom and I want you to find a student in which you'll be successful by yeah and they pick a new seat and it's so yeah, Helpful. I need to try that because I I see like the students that are just nonstop talking to each other and right. I'm like, mm, that's a bummer. I'm it looks like I'm gonna have to move some seats around mm-hmm. like to the whole class. Not right. not pointing out specifically who the students are, obviously, but I'll just say to the whole class, I'm like, mm, I was really hoping that we could all stay in these same seats, but it looks like I have some students that cannot be mm-hmm. next to certain students, which I think is also fine, but I think going I think the um can you solve this problem? Yeah. Would be more appropriate. I did something crazy. Oh boy. Like actually crazy. This is the first year. And I think it's because of the relationships I've created, the environment that we are in and the love and logic approach that we're taking. Mm -hmm. I have finally decided like this is possible, Mm -hmm. but at the end of quarter two or sorry, quarter one, I drew my seats, mm. all the seats, and I had students come up one by one and pick their seat for quarter two. Mm-hmm. And they knew going into it, this is something that they have earned mm-hmm. the right into doing because our trust is on a high level. Mm-hmm. And they've all picked seats. And I have to say, they all picked great seats, great seat partners. It's awesome. And I gave it a whirl on Friday given it was half day Friday so Mm -hmm. it's like I knew that there was going to be chitter chatter but I was very pleasantly surprised yeah and I hope that it serves them well Mm -hmm. in second quarter yeah I know we've done that in past where they like turn in a note card of like the top three people they would like to sit next to that one never seemed to work though (laughs) really I found that to work especially when you preface it with 
um, I know who your friends are. Right. And if you turn in a note card that has a list of your friends, it goes right in the recycling. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even look at it. Um, so when you do it that way, I had a lot of students that were like, I want to sit next to this person because I feel like I could help them. Mm-hmm. Or like my, because I had my higher students that would write down names of students that they knew struggled with like organization or whatever it might be. So they would write down a name of somebody who they think they could help. And then vice versa, there were the students that knew they struggled mm-hmm. and they were like, I want to sit next to this student because they could help me yeah so it but obviously then you have the handful of students that are just going to write down their friends names and I don't take those into account but Mm -mm. other than that I feel like that does work and that does offer that choice that we talked about and if you're giving them their top three yeah that's always exactly exactly which I mean so those are, I mean, a lot of enforceable statements. I'll just finish off with the last three. Um, I give full credit for papers turned in on time rather than, like, turn in your assignments on time. Um, I'll be glad to accept all papers that meet the neatness standards for this room instead of don't turn in sloppy papers. Um, <laughs> Which isn't specific at Yeah, all. not at all. Um, I'm sure you're anxious to talk, and I listen to people who raise their hand. Thank you. Instead of raise your hand if you want to talk to me. Mm, I use Which that one all the time. I, I'm happy to take a raised hand constantly or all a student will raise their hand and be like oh me 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 and oh, I'm yeah. like I'm like oh that's a bummer I was gonna call on you but then you made noise I'll Same. come back I'll come back to you and then I come back in their quiet hand I'm right some, sometimes <laughs> this one has a hard time <laughs> doing that but There's always yeah that kind of I mean offering that choice of what was the one that I just said the raised hand no before that I said something about choice. I don't know. I was kind of, I was trying to segue into a savings account and it didn't work. Well, <laughs> no, it does work because when you're doing all of these enforceable statements, mm-hmm. you're providing choice, you're providing autonomy, mm-hmm. which in turn means that you are creating a savings account with the student. Yes. What is a savings account, Taylor? I like to think of it, I mean, actually as like a little <laughs> bank inside your head. <laughs> but the more choices that you're offering the more freedoms that you're giving, the more ability you're going to have to take control when you need it. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, so basically in the Love and Logic book, the concept of a quote unquote savings account approach um, is that each student develops a sense of that like, their control is shared Mm -hmm. um and And obviously yeah and the thinking in a healthy way so um and there's no longer a need for the student to fight for control like so if you have those students that are you know they want they want control of their own choices so when you're offering these choices constantly um that's adding into your savings account and then that then leads to like when you have to take those withdrawals of like we're making we're doing this like we have to do this um which which, is going to happen yeah you have to make decisions for your class like you are the leader and you Mm -hmm. need to make certain decisions but the more you offer choices when it's not a problem then the more likely they're gonna run with it when you have to make the decision yeah like the statement in the book for Mm -hmm. making a withdrawal would be Hey team, which is kind hey, of funny. Hey, hey team. team. <laughs> I feel like boys and girls yeah. or students, whatever. And it says, aren't I usually pretty re- reasonable? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> don't I let you make a lot of your own decisions? Yes. You too, Miss Brown. I do, don't I? <laughs> well, it's my turn. Thanks for understanding that I need to make a decision this yeah. time. And they're like, oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 
and they just kind of let it go because you offer choices or things that and that's the thing is like using phrases like um that's your choice or yep you decide because there are certain things as long as long as it's not affecting you let them make the choice or it's not a safety issue yeah as long as there's no harm no foul yeah you're golden let them make the choices honestly though i enjoy giving them choice not only because they get excited about it Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times it lends to like a sense of wonder and a depth of inquiry like they're constantly wanting more Mm -hmm. but also it takes off so much stress from me yeah I'm not making their choices Mm -hmm. I'm not expending my energy yeah on providing them the answer to things when they can very well figure it out yeah and they want to yes yeah they want they want to make those decisions for themselves and it's all students it's not your heavy hitter like Mm -hmm. it obviously works for everyone but it is just so helpful and when you do have to lay down the law (laughs) (laughs) it's much easier saying hey I let you make choices all the time but this time I need to decide for us and I'm sorry but Mm -hmm. actually don't say I'm sorry no don't apologize don't apologize just move on yep that's and I am thinking of like this past Friday our last day of um quarter one I we had three things we had to get done Mm -hmm. it was a half day we had to have we had to do a spelling test we had to finish our phonogram review Mm -hmm. and we had to clean out our desks yes those are the three things we had to get done in that day and rather than and then we were going to play math games because obviously we didn't do a math lesson but I wrote the three things up on the board and I said all right what do you guys want to do would you rather just do it in the way the schedule that I had as Mm -hmm. in desk clean out math games spelling test after recess WPR whatever um I was like this is what I have set what do you guys want to do and they all voted and they wanted to get it all done first and then have the rest of the day to play math games and um things like that so that I added into my savings account yep. because they got to make that choice. Granted, it was a vote. Yeah. And so that's also like we had to discuss like because we took a vote and like obviously not everyone's going to get what they voted for. And so I have students that when they make a vote and like the whole class votes against that, they're like, <sighs> and I'm like, hey, that's what voting is for. Are you always going to get what you want? And they're like, no. But also, yes, I'm going to talk about history because <laughs> I <laughs> Naturally. have to. Um, but when we teach about ancient Greece, we talk about the Athenian democracy mm-hmm. and like it lends itself to those conversations oh, of gosh, yeah. fairness and democracy and votes and all that stuff mm-hmm. and how not everyone's going to agree. And mm-hmm. it's OK to disagree, but sometimes you just gotta keep rolling you gotta roll with it because you're outvoted and you can't but how easy right yeah I did the same thing and you could feel like there's just an energy yeah there when they're like you know what let's get her done yeah and it's on my terms Mm -hmm. and no one told me that I had to do it Mm -hmm. which is so nice yeah so versus like being that and I like to call it like dictatorship (laughs) in a classroom but like when someone's like this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it and not providing choice yeah it, it makes the uh enjoyment and the joy and things just go right out the door mm-hmm. yeah 
Because so. I like how you use the word dictatorship because that's... it's It sounds harsh, but like... No, but that's something we talked about, I think, in the intrinsic versus extrinsic is when you're just like, you're the dictator and you're making the decisions and that's... That's Which can when be you, easy to do. It, it is easy to do, especially as a teacher, because right. you are in charge of little lives yeah. and you want to make sure that they're Everyone's doing safe and healthy. Yeah, and that they're doing what they should be doing. But they're also they they need they to get a sense for themselves of how to make their own choices. And if you are constantly making choices for them, that's not helping their development either. Well, and when are they going to learn to problem solve? Exactly. I, that's my biggest thing. I say that all the time. They're like, I can't, like, whatever. They can't figure it out. I'm like, mm, you're a second grader. You can problem solve. Yeah. And I say, I say it all the time, problem solve. <laughs> if you are a former parent listening from, like, year one, like, I noticed that I was solving all of their problems. Mm-hmm. And I went to Carter one day, and I was just like, Cause she's so good at getting them to solve their own problems. Mm-hmm. I was like, how can I get my students to solve their own problems? And, but now it's a piece of cake. Like they are just yeah, self-sufficient. I would say again, 90% of the time. Yeah. Cause I'm always, I mean, there's always going to be the outliers that yeah. really do need your coaching, but. And I like to point out the students that do problem solve. Like this is so minuscule, but a student, um, there was a tissue box that was out and they threw it away. I watched this happen while I was teaching. They grabbed the last tissue. They saw that there were no more tissues left. They threw the tissue box away. And I've I've never really showed them where, like, my tissue boxes are or anything. Right. She just, like, looked around the shelf and found it and then pulled it out and, like, opened it and got herself a tissue. I literally paused the class. I was like, I want to point out that yes. this student did oh, not God. have to raise their hand. They did not have to ask me, Miss Marois, there's no more tissues. They solved their own dang problem. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. I was so happy about that. And what's nice is you know, like it'll start small, like yeah. stuff like that, but then it exponentially grows as they enter middle school, as they enter mm-hmm. high school and adulthood. They're not relying on someone else to solve a problem for them. Yeah. And oh, this is also other side note. I I know I did this when I was in your class. Um I I had a professor in my at my college that told me about like a study of um American children versus Chinese oh, children. Yeah. And I tell I I tell this to my students. It's I say they each child um an American child and a Chinese child or like multiple. They were given a toy that didn't work. They wanted to time to see how long it would take for them to ask for help or to ask like or to say that it doesn't work. Um on average, the Chinese children took about seven minutes until they asked for help, and then Which on is a long time, it's a decent amount of time. They were they tried to play with this toy. They like worked on it, whatever. Um, on average, the American children took about thirty seconds before giving it back or saying that they needed help. So <laughs> I tell my students this, Ouch. and I say, I say that. Like that's where we need to learn to problem solve is mm-hmm. because we just give up the second something doesn't work and then we ask like we like whatever. So I try at the beginning of like tests and things. I always go over the test beforehand. Like I show it to them. I say I break it down by problem, not for math tests, but like for other tests. And then I set a timer for five minutes and I said, I want you to pro- if you have mm-hmm. a question, think about it. 
if you really can't solve it, move on. And then after the five minutes, I will answer any questions that you have. But I needed, I tell them I need you to work for five minutes on just thinking about your problem and how you can solve it Mm -hmm. because that's where we just automatically just like, I can't solve it. I need help. Yeah. They just give up. Well, and not only are you teaching them problem solving, but you're teaching them perseverance. Yeah. And growth mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I love it. (laughs) And I know that, like, we never name our school. Like, we keep it very low-key. But, Mm -hmm. like, if you're curious about what we're doing in the classroom or, like, where we get our stuff, Mm -hmm. where we're pulling these things from, like, obviously, we've named Love and Logic. Mm -hmm. But if you want to know more, reach out to us. Let us know because we're happy to hand off these resources. We are not trying to keep them a secret. Yeah. Like our goal not. is to share these things with everyone. And you if you, I mean again, if you're in a school and you just are unhappy and you're so curious about where we work yeah. and you would love that type of environment, I mean, we would be happy to tell you where we work. We just don't want to yeah. throw it out there for everyone, but if you are interested, we are happy to share it with those who reach out to us. Yeah. Which you can reach out to us. <laughs> You're so good at segues today. I know. Look at but you. Now I have to retract my segue. Oh, dang it. No, we'll plug and then we'll say our two positives. Oh, that's right. So reach out to us either on Instagram, teachers underscore talk underscore podcast. Or you can email us, um, teachers talk pod at gmail.com. Those are our places so far. Yes, we did attempt a TikTok. We have one, we yeah. have an account. There's nothing on there. So <laughs> don't worry. It'll happen. Eventually. We're a little One busy day. right now. <laughs> but also like it's just hard to work. <laughs> yeah, we're figuring it it's out. So we tried to do it old and it's not. We need a we need a young a youngin. We need a I'm gonna recruit old. my sister. <laughs> She's good at that stuff. Oh yeah. But um yeah, so that's in the work. But we can't end on this. <laughs> How about it's instead of we 40. can't end on this, we should end on something oh positive. Yes. Look at you. Snaps for Skyler. <laughs> I'm not even Just kidding. My brain is in right full <laughs> fall break mode. Oh, What's your positive? Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I know. I probably should have come prepared. We should come prepared. Um, something positive was that I finished my final Friday night Yay. and that yesterday. <gasps> nope. I retract. My positive <laughs> was that I went to a student soccer game yesterday Yay. and it was so cute. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved it. And I got to just hang out. It's fun to hang out with the parents mm-hmm. because you get to see a different side. And then the mom, I've, I've, I've told this story before. It was, it was the same mom that um, reached out to me and said that her daughter had um, kind of quoted me at home when she had an issue with her sister about how like you can't keep the words that other people say that like you don't yeah. have to pay, you you can just drop them and let them go and so her mom was telling her mom so that my my student's grandma she was telling her that story as well and Aww. I like almost started crying because she was like yeah like so she sweet. she had a problem with the sister and yeah it was just it was very sweet so that's great love seeing the students outside of school yeah seriously i do too it builds relationships next episode (laughs) (laughs) um mine was definitely having my students pick seats i don't know why i felt so good about it but it was just like i felt confident in it for the first time and i feel like i can trust them to make that decision and Mm -hmm. i really hope that it just continues to foster a great environment Mm -hmm. in the classroom so 
I'm pretty excited. Sweet. Yeah. All about it. All right, friends. Have such a great day. Enjoy the beautiful weather. And we'll catch you next week on Teacher's Talk. (laughs) Peace out, homie. Sip my coffee now. Goodbye.